Lindsay, you've been sneezing a lot, haven't you? My Hasn't allergies. Hasn't pollen been ruining your life? Ruining my life. Interestingly enough, Molecule is your best defense against allergy season. Why? No. Because they reinvented the air purifier to destroy airborne pollutants, including viruses, bacteria, gaseous chemicals, and mold. They also I get rid of pollen. It. Can it just come around with me like an R2-D2? Can it just follow me around like beep, 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 beep? You can move it around if you want to, like from one room in the house to the other room in the house. And it destroys this stuff on a molecular level. So when you turn on your molecule, you're creating the purest air possible, combating allergy season by destroying allergens in the home. And it's not just a HEPA filter. HEPA filters were invented in World War II and have pretty much remained the same since then. So they created a brand new filtration system, and apparently it's iconic. And customers who suffer from allergies reportedly love their molecules. Oh, I need it. One customer even said she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. That's huge. <laughs> Breathing clean air can also help you sleep. It's been tested, vetted, and proven. Molecule technology has been verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. So for $75 off your first order, visit M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com, that's Molecule.com, and at checkout, enter promo code WHO, W-H-O. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is our weekly call-in show. It's called Who's There? Um, you can call us at 619-WHO-THEM and leave questions, comments, concerns. We like to start with comments. We move on to questions. Then we usually play a game of Who-THEM where you just call in and say, X celebrity or thing or, you know, natural disaster. Who are them? We've kind of evolved into this shorthand. We really were not doing this like kind of quick, this, what do you call it? Like a quick... Quick hit, quick run, quick... Rapid fire. Quick, rapid quick fire. fire, that's it. No, that's exactly... Lightning it. round. Lightning round. Yeah, but now it's like people just want to know the answer. Also, before we get started up top, um, we what? have a show coming up. We have a few shows coming up that I just wanted oh, yeah. to promote because it's May and they're soon. We have two shows in Boston and D.C. in June, and we have a show in Nashville at the end of May that I feel like you guys are really going to like that you should yeah, come to. Yeah, it's called... I think... No, I, I've said it before. Nashville. 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 If you're in Nashville, if you're in like in Atlanta and you want to like drive up, if you're nearby, you want to drive into Nashville, please come. I know that we neglected some of the southern states in our it's recent Nashville. tour. Come to Nashville. It'll be fun. Why not? We're also it's doing... It's June 1st. It's not the end of May. It's June 1st. Yeah. Okay. June 1st. But it's at City Winery, which is very cool. Why? Because... We um, love wine. I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, Rita Wilson has played at a City Winery in the past. It's and I true. feel like it'll connect us to Rita Wilson. It's true. And uh, we will also be doing the Pod X conference all weekend. So if you're interested in podcasts and you want to come, we will be on quite a few panels and it'll be really fun. So come to Nashville for the weekend. I never thought I'd be a panel person, but looks like I am now. <laughs> like going to or on panels? On panels. I'm okay. going to be on a panel. So I'm going to be like sitting cross-legged like with a water bottle. I and can then see nodding you and being this. like, I'll be nodding and being like, exactly, exactly. I can and then see when I'm you. when it's my turn, you. when it's my turn to talk, then I'll say, look, that's how you begin. Wait. When you're on a panel, you have to go, look. Wait, that's all. Then what? Or you go and then you then you do your thought. But your thought can be anything as Wait, long as you begin you the just, thought with you look. Just say, look. No, I'll be like, look, Rita Ora is everywhere. Like whatever you follow, it doesn't matter what you follow with look because look makes you sound professional. Or yeah. you do the Rachel yeah. Maddow thing where you go. It's interesting. And then you say anything. But because you say it's interesting to start with, everything that follows it will just be immediately perceived as interesting because you this said is it. because it's about you, the delivery. This is because you watch too much Rachel Maddow that you have this <laughs> disease. <laughs> um, look, 
Yeah. Look. Here's the thing. Or here's the thing. Or you'll or you count you count things out. You don't. You say I say or you three points. You say it now. You say it. like the point is or or uh, point is yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Or and you do, and then they'll say, "Oh, Bobby, like, what, you know, what are the you know when you're starting a podcast, like, what are the things you need to know? You have to give three things, and you go, well, there's three things. One, something else, and you just like make three things up. The three things could be anything. This is but this is not a good you, advertisement for the panel. intro them. If you intro them as three things, then people are like, oh, those are the three things. What like, are you taking a public speaking class? But I've watched about. enough. I'm telling you, that's all it takes to seem like a convincing panelist. This is the worst. And you have to have your legs. You have to have your legs crossed the whole time. But since I'm a well, no, I a straight man would have the leg crossed, sort of like when it's sort of teetering. I on, hate got sort of this. a perpendicular. I'm calling the, the ASPCA. Man, what am I the, calling? The, <laughs> the ASPCA, the Human Rights Campaign. Yeah, I'm calling the, them. The straight man would have their leg sort of perp, one leg perpendicular when you make sort of a triangle with the with the. I'm calling the Better Business the Bureau. What are you? And then you have your about? one leg perpendicular. But then if you're if I'm, at least if I'm number one, if I'm gay, or if I'm number two comfortable with my sexuality then i do the full cross oh my which i do the full cross this is fully your legs have nowhere to go how you could cross your legs any other way is obscene (laughs) you're like if i was straight or closeted i would how would you cross your legs the other way no you well you you know when you do the where you do like the ankle on the knee i know because some people's legs can only do that no it's because some people think that a cross leg is effeminate because of toxic masculinity. Oh my god! This panel, this this discussion discussion just, just went saying, from come see us on a panel or two to Bobby come see me, Bobby's come see on rant a panel about and toxic torpedo masculinity. gender roles and show you that as long as you begin sentences with certain phrases, you will seem like an. Expert. I can't wait till somebody asks you a real question about a real thing and you're like, "Look, cross his legs," and then you have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> no, that's it. But I'll, Look, and also, I'll talk like this. Stop I'll talk like this. it. Should I wear a black turtleneck on my panel? I have on three panels, Lindsay. But you don't even, it's not, these are not panels about things that are just like whatever you want. They're actual panels about things. I know, but since I am not quite certain that I'm going to be convincing enough, should I wear a black turtleneck? You're like, okay, guys, so look. (laughs) Look, three things. Look, there are three things you got to know about podcast (laughs) production. One, (laughs) don't pay anyone. But yourself. Do it all yourself. It might sound terrible, but at least you're not paying a producer. It'll sound like Um, shit, but at least you're only... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's fine. We sound better now. I know. I love when our intro... I love when our intro sort of goes off the rails. It spins out. It sort of goes off the rails. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And it, you know, we talk about literally anything but also come see us on these fucking <laughs> panels come to nashville what's you. your excuse you can hear bobby go look and <laughs> and then i'll talk about look last night i went to fgl house and then they'll be like oh bobby we're God, not talking about fgl wait house. can i tell you guys something also what? bobby but you're here can Did you, you know Lindsay, this is not participatory this is not like call and response they I can't tell you what to do god a text this morning from our nashville correspondents you may know them their names are kelly and jeff and they sent me a tweet. Hold on. A text. A tweet. I don't know. Whatever it was. I got to look it up because they both use fucking Android so it doesn't come off my computer. L- listen to this. Mural yeah, coming down. Come off the computer if you have your, Markets, if you have your com- 
Stop. Don't tell me how to do my computer. Mural coming down. Market Street Enterprises on Taylor Swift mural in Gulch as a temporary installation. The mural was not was painted on plywood and not designed to last outdoors beyond a short duration of time. It will be removed at the end of the weekend to be preserved. If that is not a fucking metaphor for Taylor Swift's existence, she I do can't. not know what. That wasn't even a real she, mural. She didn't even make a real mural. She didn't even contribute to Nashville at all. At all. They painted it on plywood. Oh. My God, what Are a you, con yeah. artist. Is that insane? That makes me so angry because I wanted to go to that fucking dumb mural when I was there. Why? Because I'm a psycho. You're sweet, but a psycho. A little yeah, bit we'll psycho. But, but can you believe that that mural is not even a real mural? She is such a fucking fraud. Of course she's a fraud. Ugh, I'm but so that's mad. crazy. That's a, that's a new level. Isn't that crazy? She didn't even add to like, even though that was like bad art, like, terrible art yeah you don't even add to because the point is like to add something that people want to come visit so it's like i don't know you add a legacy the gulch is like very iconically a joke among i know but i know but like the part of it was i don't know taylor swift fans to go see this mural this you know painting a mural people do it all the time it's not that difficult to find a place to put a mural but Clearly, like, it wasn't figured out well because they had to paint it on plywood then lean it up against the wall, which is just fucking gross. And then they're going to move it and they're probably going to put it in, like, the rock and roll, the country hall yes, of fame or whatever. 100%. And then in the ugh, Taylor Swift ugh. Education Center or whatever. Oh, my God. Anyways. Anyways. We're going to start with comments. First one. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, second time caller, long time listener. Uh, so I was listening to today's episode, and I had a little more information about the Harvard scammer, um, Christian, the guy who tried to scam Black China through Harvard. Uh, so this is not his first time running the scam, or maybe it is, because he actually works for Karen Civil, who you may have heard of before. She's like a hip-hop strategist, brand strategist or whatever. Um, some of her clients like Missy Hustle, she was involved in his memorial, Pusha T, Pharrell, um, other people. Anyway, late last year, around like December, she announced herself that she got accepted to business, Harvard Business School online and, you know, posted her, her acceptance letter. And then a couple of weeks ago, she actually tweeted that she finished the, the uh, program. And where Kristen, the Harvard scammer, comes in is he's actually her employee. Like, he's her personal assistant or assistant. And if you, like, search his name on Google um, and then her name, you'll see they've had exchange with each other as recently as, like, earlier this year. So he still works for her in some capacity or is around in her camp. So now the question is, did Karen Civil get scammed by her own employee, or is she actually the kingpin of the whole entire Harvard Business School online like scam situation? I mean, this is not her first time being kind of in some shady business. A couple of years back, um, the rapper Cameron kind of called her out on Twitter and YouTube about her scaling money from, like, different rappers, including herself. And she's just always kind of been involved in, like, shady business dealings when it comes to, like, a lot of hip-hop acts. So I say all that to say, 
Karen Sable might actually be the person who's running this whole thing, and this Christian guy might have just gotten, you know, the short end of the stick. Basically, the point is that 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 this scam, this Harvard Business School acceptance letter scam, goes like deeper than just this one guy like there's a whole there's something going on I also looked up Karen Civil and Harvard Business School and she also posted like got into Harvard Business School so basically she might have been scammed by her coworker, or she's like helping the scam is what this woman is saying which I believe well an interesting thing that happens now is so you so it's like like the caller was saying this guy Christian Emiliano was working for Karen Civil who has this like lifestyle site like various popular like social media accounts but she also has this blog this like site with like a lot of contributors and so when you google Christian Emiliano and Karen Civil you get one of the first results is I mean this this website is constantly up. This website was updated as recently as a couple of days ago. Like it's it's a current website. Mm-hmm. And when you Google Karen Civil, Christian Emiliano, you get a link to, you know, the author page for Christian Emiliano, author at Live Civil. Mm-hmm. And then when you click it, it says there's a 404 error. So it looks like all of his articles have been deleted. She she scrubbed him out of all of her stuff. Oh, so maybe he did fuck her over. Yeah, maybe he fucked her over. I mean, I it's it's hard to tell at this point, but like what that's a weird the sort scam! I gotta do. say, what a weird scam. It does seem like he's the mastermind, not her. I mean, I know that the caller was like maybe Karen's involved, but it seems like she's also just being played by this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, interesting. So it gets it gets really deep. It gets deeper. It always gets deeper. There are so many college admission scandals. So many. There's, There's so, so many. many, and this is just a whole new level of of this is now like business school older people scandal. Higher education is a scam, though, in general. Like even just straight up True. higher education is a scam. So what's Absolutely. also crazy is we're calling these scams scams, but the basis of all of these is an actual scam. Oh yeah, you know. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I was listening to your episode about Dr. Phil's son, and I had to stop and call you because um, I have a personal story about an interaction with one of Dr. Phil's other children, so to speak, that I thought you might appreciate. Uh, long story short, I was working for a production company, and we went to uh, go pitch some ideas to Dr. Phil. And we were sitting in this conference room, and his people came in and they were like, hey, just so you know, Dr. Phil's about to come in and he's bringing his dog. And we were like, yay, we love dogs. And then they were like, no, listen very carefully. You cannot look at this dog. You cannot pet this dog. This dog is very aggressive. You must pretend the dog is not there. And we we're like, oh, that's weird. And then Dr. Phil comes in with the dog. We have to, like, try not to look at the dog. The meeting goes on. The dog is, like, walking around the room, going by our feet. It's touching us. We can't touch it. We can't look at it. It was terrifying. It was so confusing. Uh, and, you know, actually, meeting went pretty well. But after that, um, he asked if we wanted to get a picture with him. And we were like, okay. And then he took us through his office, which I have to tell you. Uh, now I, I'm starting to understand it a bit more because I was shocked by the way it was decorated. It was like deep purple tones, almost like a slight goth, uh, flavor. And now I'm wondering, was the son involved in the office decoration? I'm not sure. Tim Burton vibes. I would get, I would say it had Tim Burton vibes. And then we walked outside and we had to take a picture with him in his golf cart, which was a souped up golf cart, extra tall, extra big. 
with flame decals. And there you go. Good form, Bella Thorne. This is actually more interesting than the caller even makes it sound, which is already really funny. I love that she called the dog one of his other children. If it's the dog that I think it is, and I'm pretty sure it's the dog that I think it is, it's the same dog because the How dog How many has dogs could they have? Actually, that's not, that's unfair to say. They could have a lot of dogs. So this dog is probably a Korean Jindo that he's talked about a lot named Maggie. And this dog, probably the reason that this caller was told, was briefed by Dr. Phil's people not to look at the dog, touch the dog, or whatever, is because this dog has been embroiled in a lawsuit before because the dog allegedly attacked one of Dr. Phil's former best friends named Janet Harris in 2009. And Janet Harris claims that after the dog mauled her, she bled all over the place. It was treated really badly, so she got a terrible arm infection. Then she took antibiotics because of the arm infection, which made her lose her hearing. What? And so she sued them. And she claims that, um, this is this is from the lawsuit, the, the dog bit her after being, quote, in, inadvertently startled. So that's probably why it was like, do not even look at the dog. Do not even talk about the dog. Okay, so at the time, Robin McGraw, the wife, released a statement that said, over a year ago, our dog Maggie was asleep on the floor in our home. She was inadvertently startled and snapped as a result. And then this woman posted all these photos of her messed up arm. They're all on radar. You can see them. But it's like her with an IV after like getting antibiotics because of this arm. But what's crazy is that Dr. Phil, this woman, this friend, would be on the show sometimes, like was openly a show. So there are all these videos and photos of her cuddling this dog. So it's not like it was the first time she met this dog. The dog just had an attack. So there was a good reason they told you not to look to look at the dog or touch the dog. Yeah, exactly. The dog is a history of violence. A history of violence starring Maggie McGraw. And I mean, also, fun fact about Dr. Phil's office. It looks like Tim Burton's place. So maybe Jordan McGraw did decorate it. It's just crazy that, yeah, no, it's just, you're right. Like if I was having a meeting with someone and they brought a dog and they were like, do not touch, don't look at the dog. And the dog's like walking around sniffing. I'd be terrified because that is like a scary, like what is this dog going to even do? Also. Don't bring the dog yeah. around if it's biting yeah. people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do yeah. not bring the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just for closure, she sought $7 million. I'm reading off of attorneymorton.com who blogged about this. She sought $7 million um, claiming emotional distress, Seven loss million income, dollars. medical wow. care, etc. Uh-huh. And then in 2013, which is two years after the lawsuit was filed and four years after the actual incident happened... They settled out of court, so we have no idea how much she got. But they're no longer friends because wow. of this dog. Yeah, isn't that wild? And the dog is still walking around. The dog is still, you know, terrorizing people around Los Untrained. Angeles. Untrained. Oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay, next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Just have to call about Randall Emmett, who is not the basis of the character Turtle. He just goes around and says that for some reason. But it's well documented that the character of Turtle was based on a friend of Mark Wahlberg, whose nickname was Donkey. He's not dead. Uh, it's pretty sad. But Randall Emmett just decided that no one would fact check that because he physically kind of looks like the guy who played Turtle on the show. So I actually think that's worse um, to lie about being Turtle and to assume no one will fact check it. But he's uh, a terrible person. Anyway, good form, Bellathorn. Thanks. I mean, you know, you tell a lie enough. I guess people believe it, including I believe us. it. I believe it. Also, like, 
whatever. It can be true. I don't care. I mean, no one's going to correct him. Like only people like it's not like Mark Wahlberg's going to go around being like, actually. So it's a good it's like a good thing. And also Entourage isn't even on TV anymore. So he can traffic in that. It's fine. I don't care. It's a good it's a good lie. Yeah. It's a fine lie. Mm -hmm. You know, what's a really great lie. What? Me lying down on my linen sheets from no, snow. That's crazy. That was crazy. That was fully. That's improvised. a crazy transition. That was fully I improvised. Lin- Lindsay, how much? How much do you love your snow linen sheets? I mean, I honestly cannot tell you how much I love my snow linen sheets. I, I'm looking at them right neither. now and like thinking, like, can I just go over and lie in them? Can neither. I, just I didn't realize how much they would change my life, but they absolutely fully. change fully. my fully. life, and that's fully. not. A, an exaggeration. They're Bully. so comfortable. I love them so much. Getting in bed, every time I get in bed, I say like, ooh. Like, it's just like the most luxurious feeling I've ever felt in my whole entire life. Um, and it, they're from snow. They're linen. Oh my God, they're so... And they get better because it's linen. They get softer every time you wash them and every time you sleep in them. They just get softer and softer and softer. Snow makes luxury essentials for every room in your house, minus the markup. They partner directly with master craftsmen to create beautiful, simple products that are made to last. Like their incredibly soft, award-winning sheets and fluffy duvets or luxurious airspun cotton towels and robes. I also have a robe, by the way. They have super durable dishwasher-safe porcelain dinnerware and wine glasses with titanium and four stems. Snow has received rave reviews from Vogue, Fast Company, Apartment Therapy, and apparently this podcast. It is the home of your dreams, priced for your reality. and right now, Snow is offering hooligans $30 off their first purchase of $150 or more when you go to snowhome.com slash who. That's S-N-O-W-E home.com slash who, W-H-O, to get $30 off your first order. Again, visit snowhome.com slash who for your special offer. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, first time, medium time. I'm calling to ask about um, a pop singer named Ava Max. I saw a tweet um, that a Twitter account, uh, Bob Scott 200, who I think is just a random person, but it got retweeted onto my timeline. Um, he quote tweeted a tweet from Sunrise on 7, which seems like it's an Australian morning show. And he said, this looks like it's from 30 Rock. And the song she's performing is called So Am I. And it's all about like, you my love can it's cool that you're different because like I'm also different and obviously she portrays this by wearing like a leather corset and having an asymmetrical blonde wig and that asymmetrical blonde wig seems to be like her calling card and obviously she's going for like a Sia thing um because like with Sia and the wig and whatever um but it's like such a character caricature caricature of a real song um and I can't stop watching this video. Um, she, ha- So her name is Ava Max. She has 50,000 followers on Twitter. Um, no, It says, like, not followed by anyone I know. So, like, I have no clue who she is. Um, but I cannot stop watching this video. Uh, is she real? Who is she? Basically, who is she? Are we going to see more of her? Um, is she Jenna Maroney? In real life. Uh, Good forum, Bella Thorne. Crunch, crunch. Bye. I get where you're coming from about this feeling like almost like a parody of a pop star. She takes 
from everyone else but kind of translates it into like a very bland version of like what that is so like it makes sense that it feels like she is a conglomeration is that yeah of other pop stars and pop star trends because because it it's like she's taking little things from everyone but they're so inauthentic that it comes off feeling like a parody so mm-hmm. she has you know songs that sound like Lady Gaga's and she has the the wig thing which reminds you of the hair bow but it also reminds you of the Sia thing but like Lady Gaga's hair bow lasted for like four minutes and Sia's wig had like an actual purpose it had a narrative behind it like she didn't want she wore a wig because it like anonymized her, even though it didn't anonymize her. Do you know what I mean? Even though we already knew who she was. But like, like see, wig didn't make sense, but I understand what you're saying. It made it's her stand thing. out, but it also it covered her face. So the idea is like she was the wig and you recognize the wig, but you didn't actually know the person. So there's like this weird, interesting story that she was trying to tell and things she was trying to do with that. Right. And so yeah. this girl is doing kind of like pieces of all of these things, but then it just comes off seeming like if you or I were to make up a pop star and we would take from what we knew which is like these other pop stars it's like yeah it's very just like not having a clear vision of like a uniqueness yeah it's it's like it's like the joke that it's like your joke you're in your friend's joke but mm-hmm. also the joke that we make on the show about like the women's clothes that are all the trends what is the store that sells all the trends oh it's forever 21 that's a forever christine 21. joke old christine Were they joke, christine joke? I, didn't trend know, I thought that was like a Jenna Lee's. I thought that was like a Jenna Lee's joke. No, okay, Christine. yeah, Christine. The trend dumpster is when you buy a shirt that's like mesh and neon and a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all the trends. It's every single trend in one single piece yeah. of uh, one single yeah. article of clothing. Yeah, she's a trend dump pop star. She kind of sounds like Eurovision to me, which makes sense because she went one in every other country in America. In America, oh my god, in the world except for the United States. So she she's does one have, everywhere. She does have like a kind of world feel, a, a Euro feel in a way, pop music. But yeah. she's not European. She's actually from Minnesota. <laughs> she grew up in Virginia. She- she's Albanian, but she's not like from. Her parents Albania. are first generation Albanian immigrants, but right. she's second generation. She claims the Albanian thing, which is well, because it adds to our list of Albanian pop stars, which there is now four, including her. So we have like mm-hmm. Duo, Rita, um, B, uh, BB, I, and now Ava. And really quickly to go back to your point about how she sounds like Eurovision, I think I think why you think that and I think why that's so spot on is that and it's something that she mentions in all of her interviews because I just read like every interview with her. But it's just like, it's very jubilant, very shameless pop music. And I think that's a very European thing lately. Cause like we, like America is getting to all over the place with their pop music, like Billie Eilish too, where it's like, we like alt pop now. Like that's the sort of tone that we're in, which totally makes sense. Yeah. But in Eurovision, Eurovision is a celebration of just like, corny cheesy earworm pop but and she that's also what she's doing does feed into a lot of the trends in pop music she has a song about bullying you know she has these uh, i would say sweet but psycho which is like her big hit that like is she still trafficking off of is still mm-hmm. kind of very poker face in that it doesn't really make it's any extremely sense extremely poker it, face it, it like but it doesn't really like it almost feels like lady gaga was given poker face she didn't like that wasn't something that she saw. It was just like, let me get break in. Let me get a song that will break me mm-hmm. in. Like if you asked her about Poker Face, she'd be like, it was a good pop song, you know? And that's what mm-hmm. I feel like Sweet But Psycho is. And then she had other songs. Extremely Max Martin gibberish. Right. Very Max Martin. Yeah. I mean, truly. And also kind of like hilarious because it's problematic because you're not supposed to say like psycho in that way. You're it's psycho. like a stereotype yeah. of like a woman with a baseball bat being like, get out of here. Like cheating husband, whatever. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho. 
lot of things. But what cracks me up about this woman, about Ava Max, is that she has this fucking wig and she gave the wig a narrative and the narrative makes no sense because it's a wig. So she says she told, she told it. This is to Josh DeBoff at uh, Vanity Fair. Yeah, she sa- so she has this haircut that's half long, half short. And apparently they were like, like do something The right side weird. is short, the left side's long. Right. It, to be fair, it does make her memorable above, like, just having hair. But the point is, is that they were like, well, what happened to your hair? Like, what's the deal? And she was like, I burned it, she said. No, she said she was she was cutting her hair while making chocolate chip cookies. But why? And then she had only cut the right side. And then she smelled burning cookie. And then she went downstairs and was like, oh, no, the cookies are burning. And then after she noticed the burning cookie, she looked in the mirror, like in the kitchen. She saw her reflection and was like, this haircut is tight. And <laughs> but then she I don't spun believe, it. I don't believe one word but of it. But then she spun it into a thing where she said, the haircut symbolizes strength and doing what you want, regardless of what anyone when, thinks. I feel as if you haven't been listening to anything I've been saying to you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It's all true. I don't believe a single word you've said. It's such a lie. I don't believe one word. But of that's it. not. But it's not even just like I don't believe the story. The hair is a wig. It's a wig. <laughs> it's not like. It's not like well, she cut her hair like this, and I'm like, I don't believe the story. It's weird. She probably just like did it for like to do a thing. But literally, I do not. It's not even her hair that she did this to the hair and her this video she made for genius is never i've never seen more of a wig in my entire life it's a wig but maybe just to give her the benefit of the wig she like maybe there is maybe there's a story where she's like she did cut her hair while baking cookies and then it did burn and she noticed it was cool and then her stylist was like this is a cool haircut but you're gonna need to just get a wig that's this because you're gonna need to be you're needing it's easier to have it as a wig than your real hair like maybe the wig is inspired by the real life narrative you know what i'm saying i do not buy one fucking bit of this story <laughs> like on any level Truly. i mean yeah it was like it was like people in a room like record label people they were like she reminds everyone of everyone else so we got to give her something it's even in her logo now her ava max logo is the asymmetrical wig it's stupid. And when I hear, I hear the song all the time in a grocery store. This you is like love it. grocery store pop. I never, I always, hand to God, thought it was Dua Lipa until this call. I just assumed, and it's not even like the Albanian thing is just a coincidence. She was like, pop icons are all Albanian now. It's just like, it's so generic. It's so like poppy. And Dua Lipa's voice is like anyone's voice that I was like, oh, it's Dua Lipa. You just thought it was just Dua Lipa. Assumed. And I heard it every time, and I was like, oh, Dua Lipa's very hip and, like, hot now. Like, I guess this is Dua Lipa, because every time I go to the grocery store, I hear Ellie Goulding, the song where she's like, animals, animals, that yeah, one. Yeah, I hear that one. Yeah. And I hear, oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little yeah. bit psycho. Yeah. What else do you hear? <sighs> I call those Dwayne, really I call those I, Dwayne honestly, Reed songs. Honestly, honestly, it's those two every single time. I can't even, oh, it's um, uh, Ariana Grande, but specifically No Tears Left to Cry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the Dwayne Reed song that I that became the Dwayne Reed, why I called it a Dwayne Reed song. It was um that song by that country artist that became pop, and then it was like about like crying, losing, breaking up, cry- raining something. Ugh, I'll look it up later. Whatever you know. The cr- crying, losing, raining, breaking it was up, like not country pop. You know, not Florida Georgia Line, but like that other group that's like a big group of people, and there's like men and women in it, and like oh uh, the late like the one that Taylor Swift writes for. Yeah, what are they called? The like sort of, a, not the band Perry. The band Perry. Not the band Perry. <laughs> not the band Perry. They became pop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> did Alexa just try to play the band Perry? Yes. I didn't even say Alexa. God. 
Bobby, her. do you want to hear the band Perry? The band Perry's like in your Alexa being like, Bobby, do you want to hear us? Little Big Town. Yeah, maybe. With that woman with the curly hair that looks like a wig, but I don't think it's a wig. What are their songs? Whatever. Better Man? No, it wasn't that. It was before that. It was a huge song. I don't think it was Little Big Town. <laughs> oh. I'll have to look it up later. The two women in Little Big Town totally look like they're both Cecily Strong in different wigs. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, have you noticed that? No. Look up Little Big Town and it's like, no. and you're like, oh, oh it's like, it's, it's this like one. two mans. It's Lady what? Antebellum Needs You Now. Oh, corner Yeah, that song played. Oh, I love that, that song. That song played in a Dwayne Reed for literally seven years. It came out in 2010. <laughs> It played in Dwayne Reed's. It was probably mandated for it to play in Dwayne Reed's because it played in Dwayne Reed's for 150 years. It's a quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Anyways, um, you understand. On, I'm, sending you, I'm sending you these little big town ladies. Um, I've they seen look them. Like two, like Cecily Strong put on two different wigs and then they did like really bad CGI to make it look like two people. Um, so am I wrong? Nope, it's perfect. <laughs> Lindsay, Bobby, who is Leslie, Leslie Mann? Who is Leslie Manville? Please set me straight. I don't know I can be with you. You shout out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay, Leslie Mann is the wife of Judd Apatow, who is, like, a very, um, she stole movie scenes in, like, the mid, mid-aughts. Yes. And people were like, she's iconic and hilarious. But... And then, then she disappeared. We we tried to make her into like a lead a leading lady and it did like a leading lady comedic leading lady and it didn't really work out. But she's in every Judd Apatow movie because they're married. She she's always plays Paul Rudd's wife because Judd Apatow sees himself as Paul Rudd. Yeah, she's like extremely funny. There's just like she never really clicked as like a a, a comedic mm-hmm, lead in the mm-hmm, way that I think mm-hmm. people expected her to. Um, Leslie Mann. Oh, she now what does Leslie Mann do now? She's like one of those ads for a, a shampoo. She's like oh, annoying. Yeah. Like, yeah, she, hey, she always shows up in the show. She's like, hey. Oh, right. She sells shampoo now. Oh, it's Jurgens. Is it Jurgens? It's Jurgens. Nat- it's Jurgens Natural Glow. She is very funny. She, she's extremely funny. She's really funny. And, and when she's written, I think he writes her well. And she and she is good with that stuff. Like, it's kind of weird that she became this, like, thing. But I think also she rose and fell with the Judd Apatow thing. I think he yeah, took a right. break from what he was doing. And she didn't want to do stuff without him, maybe. And that makes total sense. And then she made, they made um This Is 40, which... So, like threw people for a loop because it wasn't the Judd Apatow joint that people were expecting. Right. But it was also like Leslie right. Mann being like, look, I can also, I'm like, I'm not just funny. I'm an actor too. Like <laughs> I can do a lot of things. Right. I will I say sort of think- the two bombs that she was in that I think f- maybe threw her for a loop where she was in um, The Other Woman. Remember that movie? And she was also in she was basically the lead. Welcome to Marwin, the movie that I think uh, she was really no good in saw. though. She was in Blockers. Oh, she's in Blockers. I didn't love Blockers as much as everyone else, People but she is good in Blockers. Blockers. But um, Welcome to Marwin, that's a weird that's definitely like a choice. I definitely this is not this is a very obvious thing to to call out, but I I definitely see in, you know, if if you talk to Leslie Mann's manager, Leslie manager, um <laughs> about her career tra- trajectory, Close. I think that she's <laughs> She's heading in a um, a dramatic direction. She wants I think to do. She wants, I think she wants to do serious stuff. I could see but I that. Think she needs time. I could see that. Um, 
and and she seems she's a bit in almost exclusively comedies. Do we know if she's a good dramatic actor? I don't know. Could? I can't prove that, but I see it. I see it. She's been, but she's been in things for so long. Remember, she was George of the Jungle. She was the girlfriend of George yeah. of the Jungle. Yeah. Girlfriend. Can you yeah. call it a girlfriend if it's just like you end up in the jungle with George? I don't know what you call this. She was the love interest in George of the Jungle. Uh-huh, God, uh-huh, imagine that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She was in um the Cable Guy. She's yeah. in the Cable Guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's been acting for a really long time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I feel like the next her next step, and I feel like. Welcome to Marvin was a way in here, even though Welcome to Marvin was the biggest flop um, of all time. I think she wants to do drama because she, okay. she seems to me as someone who's desperate to be taken seriously. Moving on, someone who is taken Could seriously. Could Leslie, Leslie Manville, Manville and Leslie Mann be more different? No. Their names are spelled very differently. Leslie Mann is a Leslie with an I-E, two N's. Leslie Manville is Leslie with a Y and only one N. So... That it mm-hmm. maybe is helpful, but I feel like it doesn't really matter. Leslie Manville is iconic for the Phantom Thread. She's also iconic before that, but I would say the Phantom Thread is like the most iconic. Yeah, she was. She's been uh, like a British actor for a really, really long time. My uh, introduction to her, she was a, a like so many prestigious British people. She was a big TV person first. She was prestige TV moved to moved to film, and now she's like been nominated for Oscars. Like before. she was in every single like BBC like you know all of them Coronation Street and The Emigrants and you know and she's King big. Singer. She's a, I wouldn't say muse, but she's very, 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 very frequently in. Um, Movies by Mike Lee, mm. who is uh, a British director, and he's made um, Secrets and Lies. He made she's also she's in that, which is really good. She's in um, Topsy Turvy, which I have not seen. Oh, um, that's good. She's in Another Year, which is my favorite of the Mike Lee movies that I've seen, and she's the most iconic part in Other in Another Year because she is the ending of Another Year, and she's the main reason Another Year is as good as it is because it ends with this like insane long close up of her like realizing like oh my god like wow my life is miserable life is terrible oh my god I haven't unfair. seen that it sounds like I'm it's not incredible. going to be seeing that it's incredible. Um, so you said that they're very, very different. Now that I'm looking at all these people... Oh, she was married to Gary Oldman for three years. And then she was like, goodbye. She was married um, to Gary Oldman? Yeah, 1987 to nineteen. That's honestly a fucking nightmare. The last thing I want to say about Leslie Manville is that you said, okay, they're very, very different, Leslie Mann and Leslie Manville. However, look at them side by side and tell me that a movie or maybe a play in which they play sisters with like different, like one different parent like different dads and one was raised older or they have the same dad that would help explain it they have different what is mothers. this like is this like and one of them was raised in the uk and one of them was raised in like california Are you and talking then they about meet that Lindsay lohan movie <laughs> no and then they meet late in life this isn't the parent trap because they're not twins it's the parent like, trap. leslie man is older and british and then leslie manville is like younger and american and then they find out that they're sisters but they're already like in the middle of middle age yes you know? yes and then something happens. Sure. And then a bunch of stuff happens. That's sure. me pitching. And then a bunch of stuff happens. You should write this. Okay. You can call it Untitled Leslie Man, Leslie Man Phil Drama. Uh, and then parentheses, Drama D? Question mark. I love the idea that you would pitch this and be like, only if Leslie Man and Leslie Manville played the leads. Otherwise, this is never getting made. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I mean, pick two other people who could do that. Why would they name both their kids Leslie? Oh, their names would not be Leslie. No, their names would not be that. In the that's just God. (laughs) (laughs) Although that is really funny if they both name them Leslie. The different spellings of Leslie. These two will never meet. They can both be named Leslie. (laughs) Okay. Next call. Hey. Um. 
Okay, so who is Lake Bell? I, I mean, I know that 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 that's an actor. I think I keep seeing like I think a promo for a show with Dax Shepard, who also might not looks like other people. Um, so yeah, I just is who is that? They're definitely a who. Um, Thanks. I uh, love you guys. Bye-bye. I would argue that Lake Bell look, doesn't look like anyone. Like, I love her. Maybe Amanda Peet, but I think she has a very distinct look. I like Lake Bell. She is constantly in things that I like, and I think that's what it is, where she mm-hmm. she loves a rom-com, and she yeah. she loves to find a good rom-com situation to be in. She, she loves wrote, a small role. She's good at a small she's role. She's fine with a small role. She has had starring roles. She uh, she wrote a rom-com called In a World, which was fantastic, which I feel like did not get enough credit for being shockingly good, considering. Uh, she was in No Strings Attached, but she was not the lead role. She was in It's Complicated. It's Complicated. I would say that's maybe her most iconic role is Agnes Adler. You know the part when- To you, though. When, when Meryl you. Streep- when Meryl Streep reveals the the affair and she's like, "Yeah, I'm sleeping with Agnes Adler's husband." Yeah, I just think that's very. I, I think f- she's great. She's great, and it's complicated. I think she's. Oh my god, she's great. And it's I think she's equally iconic for her TV stuff because she was in Boston Legal for a while when Boston Legal was like peak. Like it was very popular. Oh, she was I on the practice when the practice was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think she, she was on How to Make It in America, which I had roommates who loved How to Make It in America. I did not watch it with them. I also did not watch it she was she, and she does really funny she's she was in the new wet hot she was in on children's uh-huh. hospital she's very very funny i don't know i just feel like she's like a good all-around um person and she is trying to do it all which i think is is fun yeah so she wrote she's some a writer she, she's a director yeah she's and a so this show that she is on now that's on bless this mess order which i have not watched yet which you know i feel like i could possibly like because i like the two of yeah. them although i don't love yeah. the premise also, pam greer's in it i think she created it i think that's her that's her she's doing co-creator yeah she's co-creator I think. yeah and she like writes a lot of it so that's cool okay yeah created by lake bell and elizabeth merriweather oh her oh that's um I like her. mindy kaling's uh girl. yeah 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 um so yeah so like i honestly feel like she's like a good all-around person and doesn't uh-huh. she also, isn't she also, ma- sorry, isn't she, she, she's married to some tattoo artist who I also find interesting. Oh, she created, Um, she wrote, she wrote No Strings Attached and she created New Girl. Okay, that's, what it that's was. so, yeah, yeah. That's oh, oh, Meriwether you mean? Yeah, Meriwether, yeah. yes. Lake Bell's husband is a tattoo artist and I remember when I was at New York Magazine, there was a cover with her with tattoos all over her. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And it was I like do. kind of iconic. It was a fall. It was a fall fashion issue. She was naked and covered in tattoos that her husband had did, and it was kind of incredible. Yeah, she's good. We stand, uh, like Belle. We stand her. We stand her. What's there not to stand? Honestly, I really don't know. I really like her. Yeah, me too. And I. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't, funny because you mentioned I, that weird. she reminds you of Amanda Pete. I love Amanda Pete. Yeah, I'm a Pete head. <laughs> I'm a Pete bog. Are there peats? What is a, what are there is a Lake Bell? in lakes? Ring my bell. We, like peat moss? Peat moss. But is there <laughs> is there peat moss my, in lakes? Ring my bell. <laughs> I'm not sure, Lindsay. I don't know much about peat moss. I'm a bell. Who's someone who minds the bell? Who like does the bell? Ring like a bell tower? Like a watchman? I'm a bell, watch- a bell, a bell ringer. I'm like a bell Quasimodo. Ring- He's a bell I'm ringer. a Quasimodo. Quasimodo's are fans of lake bells because they ring the bells. <laughs> 
And I'm also a I'm a Pete. Clap um, if you're clap if you're a Quasimodo. And I'm also someone should tell her this. And I'm also a Pete Moss. I'm a Moss. A Moss. Because of Amanda Pete. Pete head. Pete Moss. Moss pet. Moss. No, okay, that's harder. Bog. Quasimodo I'm a bog. Has, fans of fans of fans of Lake Bells are Quasimodos though. That's really good. Quasimodos. Yeah. Cool. They're Quasimodos. So. <laughs> The two of us are Quasimodos. I guess we're also Pete's. I, uh, Pete Mosses. We're Pete Mosses. <laughs> we're Pete Mosses and Quasimodos. That's us. We like these two brunette white ladies. Yeah, um, we love them. Cool. Multi-talented sort What's of new? acerbic white ladies. Amazing. Good for us, honestly. Really good uh, for us. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Here, here's a question about peat mosses. If I'm a peat moss, I don't really want to smell like peat moss. Peat moss probably smells a little outdoorsy and not a little, great. A little, a little damp. Like, a little dirty damp. So as a peat moss, I want to smell my best. So I should probably start using fleur. Oh, wow. Because fleur is luxurious perfume that's all about good, clean, fun. And it's spelled P-H-L-U-R, which we know you know we love a, a, a pun. That's a very Leslie Manville, Leslie Manville. Not like fleur, Manville. like French fleur. Fleur. P-H-L-U-R. Yeah, so like fleur. Fleur is is definitely that's Leslie Mann. Fleur, but Fleur F L E U R that's Leslie Manville. But this is Fleur P H L U R. We're talking about Leslie Mann. Yes. Okay, so first, first you get to know each of Fleur's scents with pictures, words, and even playlists on their site. Then you can actually try them on your own skin and see how it works for your life. Fleur's world class perfumers are scent artists. Wow, like Leslie Manville, and these perfumes <laughs> are their own masterworks. Also, every Fleur scent is gender free, so like both of us could use them. Yeah, I Gen- love it. You know, gender need, is just We don't need uh, gendered. We don't need real. gendered body products. It's no, true. I don't like it. And the best part is that Fleur is a completely transparent fragrance company. They tell you every ingredient in their perfume and why it's there. And they just introduced body wash and body lotion in the same sense. You can smell amazing all the time. Lindsay, what were your favorite scents that you said? I got three to try, which was thrilling. And I really liked the Olmstead and Vaux, which sounds insane, but it was like a delicious, like crisp and clean scent, like my linen sheets. That's what I want. And That's then what I, want. I got, I also really liked the Sandara, which was calming, like a retreat into nature, like peat moss, but like <sighs> smells good. I love that. And if you go to Fleur.com today and use promo code WHO, you will get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. Pick three cents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle to your favorite. That's promo code WHO, W-H-O, at Fleur.com to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R.com. Hey, WHO Weekly, medium time, medium time. Um, I'm at a Dave & Buster's and I, got, I was just thinking about... Um, Peter Gallagher is a who or a them. Um, I've actually called asking this before. Really need to know it. Um, it's kind of hard to explain why, but I would really appreciate it if you could answer. Thanks. That, I love that call because it's like, what's the reason why? I was at a David Buster's and I started thinking about Peter Gallagher. <laughs> I love it. Peter Gallagher. One, who are them? two, three. Who? Them. Oh! What? <laughs> okay. He's a them. Fine. What? He's a them. It's fine. It's he's a them. Yeah. Peter Gallagher, iconic dad on the OC. Peter Gallagher, star of not one but two of my favorite movies of all time. Wait, what? Which ones? The Titanic. Number one. No, number one. While you were sleeping. Okay. He was the one who he was. He was the titular sleeper. Yeah. Number two, Sex Lies and Videotape. Okay. I love Sex Lies and Videotape. I just like he wasn't in Titanic, so I didn't know what you were talking about. No. Uh, also, you know that what's her name? Ava Max loves Titanic. Duh. 
Ava Max loves Titanic. Love wow, she's finally relatable. Yeah. She that we was stand. one thing that I that I forgot to mention that was really funny from an interview with her. She said that um her fans are called avatars. Oh, that's really funny. And she her fans are called avatars, and then she was like, "No, I want to. I, I want them to be called something else." And she was like, "She wanted them to be called a- a- aviators or something like that." And uh, oh, she goes, "They call themselves avatars." It was funny because I called them aviators, but they preferred avatars. I love my avatars so much. <laughs> <laughs> the fans were like, "Absolutely not, Ava Max. We're avatars." <laughs> Although I guess maybe they're avatars. Maybe that's how you pronounce you, it. Also, Point you can't. Is, it's avatars. Also, you can't. Um, bre- you can't tell avatars. your fans what they're called. No, no, no. no. They have to decide it. On that's their own. literally um, like the opposite of fan culture. Number two. Hi, Lindsay call. Bobby. Long time, second time. My question is, who is Lil Dicky, and is he trying to melt my children's brains? Thanks. Love you. Crunch, crunch. One, two, three. Who? who? He's who? who? Yeah, he's no, he's like a vi- he's every time he comes out with a viral rap, everyone's like Lil Dicky, and it's like we don't even know who he is. No, that's a who. People um, who like him don't call. even know who he is. Is Quiznos a them with who tendencies? One, two, three. Them, them with who tendencies? That's right. Yeah, because it's like not the actual fast food place you want to go to, but sometimes the one you end up at. It's not as famous as Subway, but I would argue that it's better, although I haven't I haven't been to either one of them in a very long time. But I always preferred Quiznos when I did go to them. I went to Quiznos a lot in college because it was one in the cafeteria. Right. I love my Quiznos. Yeah, we also have um, one in our cafeteria. Them with who tendencies I think is spot on. Medium time, medium time. Uh, have to ask, are Goofus and Gallant who's or them? It's, it, do people even read highlights anymore? I assume so because I've seen them in dentist's office. So, uh, thank you so much, Scarjo, Yummy Pop, Crunch Crunch. Scarjo, Yummy Pop, Crunch Crunch, Goofus and Gallon. Who are them? One, two, three. Them. Them, but in the but. world of Goofus and Gallant, Gallant is a them and Goofus is a who. <laughs> I think that's fair. Do you see what I'm saying? I think that's fair. In our no, world, they're both them's, but in their world, Goofus is hooey as fuck. And I don't know if they have still have people still they still make highlights I think maybe they not. must well the you know, I, the publishing industry is not doing so well is Tony Hawk a who or a them one two three them, them. the them. reason why this is being asked is because Tony Hawk gets hooed a lot by youngsters yeah. and other people oh yeah he who tweets about that a lot he yeah. tweets about that a lot. but I think he's, he's like a, a them tweeter. I mean he's like the them of of skateboarding yeah literally his name is I, everywhere. Name another skateboarder. People are just confused because I don't think they realize what he looks like. Because Tony Hawk yeah. is like, is his name skateboarding, blah, blah. But like, if you were like, what does Tony Hawk look like? You probably might not know. Also, one of the reasons he's so famous, at least to me, is when I came of age, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was such a big game. 100%. I, I had Tony Hawk Pro Skater too, and I didn't even like skateboarding. And one, and one of the reasons that that makes you a who was because back then, graphics weren't good. So like, even the Tony Hawk... Computer graphic didn't look like anyone. Right, it, it doesn't like look a right. So if you saw Tony Hawk today, you wouldn't be like Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. You'd yeah. be like, oh, uh, if you had a skateboard, you'd be like, what are you, some kind of Tony Hawk? And you'd be like, I am Tony Hawk, <laughs> which is what happens to Tony Hawk constantly. Hey, is Amy Sedaris a who or a them? Good one, One, two, three. Them. Who? Ah! Really? What? You think she's a who? That's. So rude. I don't, but it's not a value judgment. We say it all the time. I, I know, but I don't, I don't think she's a who. I mean, her, her show's on true TV. No offense, but she has a show that she's a star of. Yeah. Is, uh, 
Adam Conover, a Who Are Them, Lindsay. He's got like a million seasons of that fucking show on True TV. Is he a Who Are Them? <laughs> Bitch, okay. Good point. Your point is I made. will say Sedaris is, David is a them. Is a them? David Sedaris is a them. I think Amy Sedaris is a them. I would love to call her a them. She's always been so niche for me. I watched the like, the finale of her show. It was so good last night. One of my oldest, one of my show. oldest, truest, like pop culture loves, Amy Sedaris. Um, I know. I uh, yeah, maybe she's a them. She's been around long enough. I'm also, not trying the to Letterman guilt stuff. you. I'm not trying yeah, to guilt yeah, yeah, yeah. you into no, making no, no. her a them. No, 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 no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rationalize it. Yes, she's a them. She's yeah. a them. You're okay. right. Okay. I take it back. She's okay. a them. Okay. Next call. Is Raffi a who or a them? Good form, Bella. Form. One, two. Three them. them, yeah. Raffy, single Raffy name. Them. He's the Beyonce of children's music. <laughs> and that's all we need to say. I'll play a little Raffy here. I have a song that no one will know. Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags for one for the master, for the maid. Thank you for listening. What a long episode. Holy shit. So we will see you on Tuesday. Support us on patreon.com slash who weekly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Rate and review us, please, 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 on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviews. Buy tickets to our Nashville show, our Boston show, our DC show. Hmm? And what else? Oh my God. What else is there to say? That's it. Buy merch on our website. That's fun. You can buy merch on our website. Uh, I think that's it. And we will see you on Tuesday. Have wonderful weekends. It's going to be May. Happy Cinco de Mayo, I guess, even though that's like barely a holiday. Stop just saying stuff. Just sign up. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. So I was looking at the Wikipedia page for Natalie Portman, who definitely is them, but I was looking at her personal life, because why not? And it was talking about her husband, Benjamin Millipede. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Who is a who? Definitely. And it said that he's a dancer, but on Wikipedia, it doesn't just say dancer. It says dance, like the French spelling. It's, you should look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Um, you don't have to play this. Um, I just thought that you guys would enjoy this call. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Goodbye.